Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus well, hello there, and how are you? We welcome you back to the latest and always greatest episode of Six Rings in Football Things, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. If you haven't joined yet, what are you waiting for? FanDuel.com slash Six Rings to take advantage of their no-sweat-first bets, same-game parlay offers, and so much more. With you today, here and forevermore, we know the score. It's Andy Jumbo Hart at Jumbo Hart and your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens at Fitzy GFY. On today's show, we got a couple legs here for you. Right off the top, we're going to react to the first Mayo Monday on WEEI as the coach made himself available with the Greg Hill Show. And dare I say, I don't know if she is necessarily one of his favorite R&B acts, but much like Tony Braxton sang years ago, what a breath of fresh air. I can breathe again. Gerard Mayo was utterly delightful, thoroughly informative, engaging AF, as the kids like to say. I don't even know if the kids say that. That's fine. Had plenty of riz. Plenty of riz, to say the least. Man, uh, drip, yo. No cap. Uh, I didn't see that. Okay. All right. Well, we're not really. No. All right. No cap, maybe. I, don't, I didn't see his drip or his fit. for. But uh, we do know he wants a set of Bose headphones. Fourier, if you're not already on that, get to it. And in the back leg, we will catch you up on the latest with everything else and a little Pat's Paris. But it's mostly going to be who we talking to. Who we talking to on the coordinator front. We'll give you a little recap of who the Patriots have talked to or plan to talk to as far as special teams coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator. And maybe we'll even check in 
on if the Bella Chick-fil-A is happening down in Hotlanta. Andy, first initial reaction. Give me a couple quick seconds right off the top. Uh, we are recording just moments after we listened to the Gerard Mayo interview, his first ever. He was down the stadium. He's been working diligently like a dog ever since he was announced. He and the young Thundercat, which he explained a little bit further to. Still, it gave me a, a little more context, but at the same time, didn't make it any less weird that he called him Thunder seven times, eight times during the uh, inaugural presser as HC of the NEP. Um, your first thoughts, rapid fire, boom, go. What'd you think? I think Gerard Mayo is all of us. I think virtually everything he talked about are things that you and I and Patriots fans and friends and everybody has talked about going back a year, two years, you know, pulling good things from the Belichick era, maybe admitting that there wasn't a lot of talent uh, on this roster recently, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, I thought it was interesting. His youthful nature, his youthful energy is there. Um, you know, he's affable. You want to talk to him. He's open. He's honest. You know, the confirming and not confirming of who he's interviewing and those types of things. But then you even got his youthful nature. And, you know, this is a word I think I've told you that bothers me. Mm -hmm. Trash. But he's like he was talking about bringing an ex-player mentality like Dan Campbell has brought to the Lions, who are, you know, in the NFC title game now. And he basically said, yeah, but if their players were still trash, people would say it's not working. And so. Uh God, did I love that. That he was believes, so nice. He believes in the Jimmies and Joes. He believes this team more is going to need more talent. And I think we've all talked, or, or Max Confidence. How much time have we spent talking about Max Confidence the last two years? Well, Gerard Mayo's like, yeah, his confidence was a problem. It's hard when you're going through things. He said guys from all three phases were talking to Mac about his confidence and the way he was going mm -hmm. about his, like, I thought almost everything he talked about proves yet again when we observe from afar and analyze, we are generally, I, I, we have to have like an 80% success rate. Are we wrong every once in a while when we perceive body language or relationships or emotion, whatever's going sometimes? Of course you're wrong because you're part of the negative Boston media. Nah, nah Gerard just confirmed uh, about 80% of what we've talked about for the last year plus in New England. Maybe a, maybe a little bit more as well. And I know Mac Jones caught a lot of flack for showing up at the Mayo presser in workout clothes, no less. And there were conflicting reports uh, between Mike Reese's Reese's pieces, Sunday ESPN action um, saying that like this could be seen as a positive thing that he was there. And Mayo discussed it briefly and that every player is going to get a full eval. No one has been cut. They're not committing to anybody yet. And then at the same time, you've got reports from Greg Bedard that say people thought it was a clown show and it was a total joke. And they were laughing at the fact that everyone was out on Mac and there's Mac in his workout clothes and, I'm not quoting particularly, but I think my generalizations here speak to, again, some of these splits and some of these fractures and fissures we have talked about here on this podcast for ages now. All these little Lino civil wars and Patriots Nation and the disagreements that I think somebody like Gerard Mayo, if he is able to exact his plan and if he's able to bring in the talent that he spoke to and that he believes that any good football team needs, I think he might be a bit not only of a uniter, Andy, but a bit of a healer as well. Oh, I think, I mean, he is a people person, first and foremost. He feels like a people person, and that's um, bridging people, bringing people together. Like, he even joked about, though, we got to win more games. It won't matter if we don't win more games. He had something where he's talking about leadership, and he's like, you know, when you're winning games, you get in the middle of the huddle and go, family on three, one, two, three, family. He's like, 
then you lose six in a row and people are like rolling their eyes and it's stupid. Like it's all we've said it. Losing is undefeated. Losing kicks out. I don't care if you're the greatest leader of all time, the greatest coach of all time, whatever. You lose games. If Gerard Mayo starts next year at 0 and 8, he's gonna he's gonna struggle. I don't care how mm-hmm. friendly he is, energetic he is. I don't care how quickly he changes the page from loss one to loss two to loss three to loss four. They will compound. They will defeat him. So win more games, have a more talented roster. He makes it sound simple. I don't know if he's going to be able to execute it very well, but he makes it sound simple. But isn't that part of, yeah, you were talking about the fact that he's a people person, and I couldn't help but think of just like how the previous coach uh, while folks spoke of his great intelligence and his affability off camera, not near a microphone, that he was sneaky, clever, funny, and, you know, had a great sarcastic wit about him. And just sort of makes me think of like that whole office space thing. Like, I can't you see? I have people skills. What the hell is wrong with you people? Like, all right, why don't you just, instead of telling me about it, show me that. And you're right. If he starts 0 and 8, he can be the, the he can be the wryest, most glib, charming, affable, smoothest mofo in the world. It won't matter at all. But through the ups and downs of his growing pains as a first year coach for the Patriots and in the NFL, if they're three and four and putting forth a representative effort, what we talked about hoping to have seen from the 2023 team, if they're five and two, Lord willing, oh God forbid. He's going to be the most popular man in town. I know. I know. Don't put the car before the horse. Easy now. Have you seen the schedule? They haven't put the schedule out just yet, but I know the opponents are tough next year. And yeah, there is a major talent deficit for sure. Again, just like I said, off top, like candor. Um, I think the way I would describe, you know how I, I, I spoke of this past season as a joyless experience. That's that was my main takeaway. It was a truly joyless experience on every front. I think about that Bills game, the comeback. Well, and the Bills just also lost, so the Bills really weren't that good. Yeah, but that comeback at home. Oh, Matt Jones. Again, I said, I said largely. I didn't say completely, wholly, or one hundred percent. It was a largely joyless experience from the preseason through the season until the very end, when Bill and Robert didn't hug in front of all of us because he had a cold. He was. Whereas now, sick of him being his coach. Yeah, right. I thought we tried to work all those out before the pod. No, I got plenty. Uh, I, I know. Um, no, I would say um, elaboratively refreshing. Elaborative candor is how I would like to describe Gerard Mayo. He's very honest. He's frank. Uh, he's not off-putting, at least not now, because he's in the charming let me win you over phase. It's very much a honeymoon phase. But you you, you listen to him and you think, okay. All right, here's some. All right, go on. Keep going. I like this. You know, he spoke last week so much about this being about people, building relationships, not teaching people what to think, but how to think. And if he's able to continue along this road and down this road, down this path, and surround himself with people who, while they are unique and individual thinkers themselves, can plug into that kind of energy he represents and, God willing, be good football people, we may start to enjoy ourselves, win or lose, preferably win again in Patriots Nation. Yeah, and he he fell back on the Belichickian, and he's, he said this in his opening press conference as well, players win games, coaches lose them. Yep. And I actually don't – I think players win and lose games. I just think that's the reality, that players win and lose. You can help them. You can put them in position, as Gerard says, but once they cross over those lines, mm-hmm. they have to perform. They have to execute. Right. They have to be – 
competitive with the person across from them in one-on-one battles. And, you know, in the postseason, big-time players have to make big-time plays. Like, we had to witness Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey break Brady and Gronk-type records. You know why? Because they're really – there's no coincidence that those Mm -mm. two teams have been to 14 straight AFC title games because they had great players making great plays in great games with the season on the line. Like, it's about the players. So, as much as I say, good luck, Gerard. I know you need to win more games, but I'm not sure you're going to, and you say five and two, and I chuckle. If they go nail the hell out of a draft – and I'm not just talking about number three. I mean, nail the hell out of a draft. Three – 34 the way that it's the way, my I was watching football Sunday Andy with my brother and the first thing my brother said uh, he was rooting for the Lions because we've got a very good uh he especially has a good buddy who's a Lions fan and he's been at these last two games uh you know took his mother has a sick dad so it's the, the whole emotional thing and he's rooting for him and as I am now I'm definitely between these four teams my my word am I rooting for the Lions and we'll talk divisional round games in the second half after coordinator speak but I, I just, I I couldn't agree with what my brother said yesterday. He's like, he's like, yeah, Nick, like Dan Campbell's great. And he represents the whole entire idea of like what it's like to be from Detroit. And he can give all those speeches. They've crushed their drafts. Right. And they've nailed free agency. Like from Jameer Gibbs, that's working out. David Montgomery. Awesome. Fine. Panay Sewell, a, a wall that nothing gets by the golf trade. He's actually been pretty solid for them the way Stafford helped them win a Super Bowl. And then and the bounty that they got back for it has been tremendous for them. And Aiden Hutchinson, holy macaroni, is that kid good? Yeah. And just like the Houston Texans got CJ Stroud two, uh-huh. they got Hutchinson two. Like they shouldn't have got him, but he's the perfect fit. Like yep. another team allowed him to be available for the Lions. But it's it's about talent. So if they go out and nail the draft and mm-hmm. spend $247 million in guaranteed money and hit on it. It can't be, yes. can't be Nelson Aguilar and it no. can't be John o. Smith no. and it can't be, like, it needs to be hit, hit, hit. It needs to be Judon and, 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 and they all need to contribute at a uh, exemplary level compared to their, their salary and what you invest in them. So, and I think he knows that, but that, that's the cart ahead of the horse a little bit. Like, yeah, I found it interesting that Gerard said he hasn't even moved into his office yet. Bill Belichick's office. He's still working from the same place, doing Zoom mm-hmm. interviews, trying to put his staff together. Yep. Um, uh, and hasn't cool. actually had a particular in-person interview yet as well. Again, we'll get to the coordinator uh, interviews, what's gone on, um, who's to come, and maybe perhaps even just a couple people that you would like to see or I may be interested in seeing them interview. Unfortunately, one of your favorite names just recently came off the board. Uh, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. All right, Andy, uh, before we wrap up our immediate reaction to Mayo Monday, uh, any any quotes we want to revisit in a special uh, for the audience as well? I, I, my, some of my takeaways included, I loved hearing that, you know, in, in, his, in his balancing act of like, I'm going to be my own man. Um, you know, we're going to, we'd like to hear about the analytics, but we don't want to lean on them. His whole take on it was, I'd like the analytics to reflect what my gut tells me. That's sort of one of the things I love about Alex Cora. I feel like Alex Cora toggles gut and analytics wonderfully. Now, it's too bad also his team is a bunch of his ownership is a bunch of cowards that continue to raise ticket prices while they don't actually spend money on the players. Um, And they're not giving him what he needs to win in the AL East. I feel like Gerard Mayo will be allowed to spend, and we'll get to that in just a minute, to help compete in the AFC East. But I loved hearing that line. 
And I also loved hearing that in the balancing act of holding on to what worked for Belichick, uh, McDaniels, whomever, all the other coaches and coordinators, that they're going to remain a game plan attack and not just like, oh, it's going to be a brand new offense, like nothing you've ever seen before. Like, nope. That's one of the things that he's adopting and, and sort of like infusing into his system. Now, how they go about, quote, trying to make teams beat them left-handed, we'll see. But I, I found that particularly interesting as well. What did you what did you hear that you wanted to revisit? So I'll just respond to those two real quick. The, the yeah. latter one, I think we all kind of expected simply because, well, Gerard Mayo's been in the NFL for 13 years, and all 13 years were with Bill Belichick. So for him to really go far afield from that, and the mm -hmm. details will be different. We may see an offense, and I think based on the interviews we're going to talk about, probably will see an offense that's going to be pretty significantly different. But that doesn't mean it won't be game plan oriented. And I, I love that idea. I've never understood why you wouldn't be that way. I mean, you have to look at your strengths, the opponent's strengths, the opponent's weaknesses. And each week, there's a reason you guys work so hard at four in the morning on a Tuesday, because you're trying to figure out what the matchup is and what the game plan is. So I, I loved hearing that, and as I loved, I could not have loved more the like-mindedness between Andy Hart, that's me, Jumbo Hart, and Gerard mm -hmm. Mayo, because it sounds to me like Gerard Mayo uses analytics the way I use PFF. If PFF agrees with me, I bring it mm -hmm. up. If not, I call them stupid, and I think Gerard Mayo is going to do the same thing with analytics. If, P if the analytics go with his gut and what he thinks they should do, he will note them. And if they don't, I think he's going to say, well, I don't care about analytics. I'm doing it my way. Hey, so, mwah, kiss off, that. huh? And that's, that's great. Why. Yes, it is. It's great. If I wanted a computer to coach, I'd hire an effing computer to coach. I hired Gerard Mayo to run my effing football team. So that means not Andy, my heart. My hard drive is cold. Would you please take me inside right. someplace climate controlled? Anybody can have a computer run numbers and spit out a thing, you know, whether it's whatever the hell the Red Sox call their computer, like. That's stupid. I need a human being to know when to do things. And as Gerard, Gerard brought up, like every game has its own details, right? Every play right. has its own. Mm -hmm. Who's in the game? It's not just it's fourth and one. Well, who's their running back? Who's our linebacker? Oh, our middle linebacker got hurt and our backup practice squad middle linebackers on the field. Oh, that might affect the play here. Does the computer know that? Does the computer run that with the numbers? Did we have time in the 35-second play clock to enter right. all this data in? No. You right. have to process. The true mark of a great coach is to is to take all the history of the, the, the team, all your players, the matchups, the data that you aggregated, all your game plans, factor all that in, and then still be able to make a split-second decision that's for the benefit of your football Suck team. Suck on that, AI and analytics. You can't. Oh. I'm a human. Gerard Mayo can do it. I trust Gerard Mayo. We'll yeah. see. He's 0-12. I'll start criticizing Gerard Mayo, but at this there point, you go. I'm all in. Um, GF GFY AI, the new mantra of the Six Rings pod. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but in terms of quotes that I thought stood out, and I think our guy Terp is going to drop one in right here, we, we touched on it earlier, but Gerard Mayo is ready to get himself some Jimmys and some Joes and whatever other names he likes to fill out this roster. The, the, the cash spending is a big fixation of mine. 31st last year, 27th, three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent and free agency? We're bringing in talent 1,000%. So have a lot of cap space Love it. and cash. Yeah. Ready to burn some cash. Confirming that he's actually going to go on, well, perhaps not a bit of an uncharacteristically aggressive shopping spree, but at least full well knowing like, hey, 
We've got a top five pocketbook and free agency wallet purse to spend from this year. And we're going to bring in talent. Like he, he didn't even hesitate. He was like, Oh no, 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 no. We're going to, we'll be, we'll be, at, we'll be at the head of the table. Like if we identify someone or some ones that we want or need, we'll spend. That's great. I think that comes from a wanting to make sure you make the good first year coach who was your choice in issuing interviews with all the other potential coaches like a Mike Vrabel and more uh, look good. And also that speaks to Robert Kraft back to back to young Thundercat as a fan. Like, you know, what's going to make my team more fun to watch good players. And we didn't have enough of them recently. So Gerard, you're going to have, you're going to have access. I'm going to give you the pin. I'll, I'll share my Venmo with you, whatever you need. Here you go. Here's a night, you know, here's a hundred. Just bring me back a 20. Wow. Thanks, Mr. Th I mean, thanks thunder. Um, that's great. Also, Andy, I think we both really liked, um, uh, I don't think, I think we both sort of agree that he's not tipping his hand about the draft. So anyone who took that line from his interview with Steve Burton to mean they're going to get a quarterback at three, he talked about the fact that this is a wide receiver, rich draft. For example, in his most recent mock draft, one of the better mock draft makers, if you will, mock drafters, draft analyst, Daniel Jeremiah at move the sticks has quarterbacks going one, two, three, and has receivers going four, five, six. So it, there's everybody. I never understood the reaction to the Mayo quote with Steve Burton. When everybody's like, I was taking a quarterback. Did you hear him? He said it tipped his hand. What an idiot. He's telling. Um, no, Who he said, said that. Um, maybe midday hosts on maybe our station. I don't know. Um, but he, he said he was going to take a very, uh, an, a good player to, an, at an important position or a very important position. The only people that have been mocked at the top of the draft, the top five to whatever picks are quarterbacks, tackles, and wide receivers. The Patriots mm -hmm. happen to need quarterback tackle wide receivers and those also happen to be if you check the contracts across the nfl in recent years some of the most important positions in football because quarterbacks get 200 million tackles and receivers get 100 million 20 something million dollars a year so he didn't say anything he told you our offense blows and we need key players at key positions on our offense and we're going to take one of those atop the draft that's what he told you you, you, you wouldn't be building a, you wouldn't be building bridges of amnesty you would be you would be burning them uh, and not giving a flip if you said like, wow, I thought this offense sucked last year. Coach Belichick did a lousy job and we need to tear this mother down. Like, well, okay, hold on. Let's, let's pay due deference to the work that was done. Right. You know, this is a legacy, a, a legacy that got tattered a little bit towards the end. Let's, you know, let's look to it with reverence, but then also put our own touch on it without stomping all over it. So yeah, I, well done. Uh, also, I think there was one more quote you wanted to share. I, I know, uh, Terp, if you can ready this one up for us, I know he was not want to discuss the future as in making predictions for how the team will do in 2024 immediately. However, when pressed about it on the Greg Hill show this morning, uh, he did respond in a way uh, I, I think we all wanted to hear that gives us a little bit of confidence. I appreciated that you didn't want to set expectations too high at your at your introductory press conference, yeah. but you feel like more wins next season than than this past season like is that I do feel that way okay so we got you on you record want, you got me on record yeah all right that good. we're going to win more than four games yeah <laughs> i'm on record i'm You're on, on record, record. All absolutely right, good. all right good all right all right i mean if you can't win more than four games then basically you'd be telling us like all right Check in in 2025, everybody. Like, yeah, you're, you get, you better win more than four games at least your first we'll year. We'll see. I'd like to wait and see what the uh, Vegas number is, but um, 
there's a chance I'm taking the under. Because I think ooh, the Vegas ooh. number will be inflated because they're going to spend a lot of money and draft somebody, and that'll inject some energy into Patriot Nation. But if the number is six and a half, I think I'd take the under. Terp, all right, bookmark this. We are just 21 minutes into recording here today, January 22nd, 2024. Hart and I right now are going to put out a way too early prediction on the Vegas number, the wins and losses, the wins total for the 2024 New England Patriots. You're putting it at six and a half? If I, I think that could be a number. They're they're a four-win team that's going to invest in their team. So I think a lot the, of one-score games. Sure, like the most of the NFL, just I like know, pretty I much know, everybody I in the just, National I know, Football I, League. I know, I know. That's a loser's lament. Wow, I lost a lot of one-score games. So you're that's a loser. why we didn't bring that up, though, when a lot of people online tried to be like, oh, you know, if a bunch of games went the other way, you're looking at a nine or ten win yeah. team. No, I'm looking at a four-win team. And balls make her your uncle. All right. It's just the reality. I know. Yeah, I'll set it at six and a half. You taking the over or the under? Over. Of course you are. I didn't know because I think they might be a seven win team. Cadlick, I bet you he'll take the over too because he thought that. Yeah, but he's he's going ten and set. He's going ten and seven. At least I was realistic this past season and said like seven or eight win team. And so so you're going to tell me that Cadlick is a better homer than you now? Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, Cadlick also doesn't take Centrum Silver now either. So you know, I was going to say he's young. He's got youthful <laughs> exuberance. He's like Gerard, bringing a new energy and a youthful way right. of looking at things. Whereas I'm talk, I'm still caught in between the two right now, and I got, yeah, I got to catch up. Under. I think they might be like a six-win team. I think that, as you said, I think the opponents are pretty tough. I won't say the schedule because we don't know the schedule. I think mm -hmm. the opponents. Now it's early, and if mm -hmm. anybody jumps down my my throat for changing later, we haven't gotten to the end of this season yet. We haven't gotten to free agency. We haven't gotten to franchise tags. We haven't gotten to the draft. I have no idea. Trades are going to happen. I Hell, we don't know who's coaching a quarter of the NFL right now, right? So <laughs> True. don't hold me to this. I'm just saying right now, I think it's a long row to hoe. Yes, and don't worry, guys. If you do uh, crawl into Andy's mentions or angrily clap at him on a social media platform while he's waiting online to pick up pizza on Family Friday... He'll make sure to engage in an aggressive and unflattering manner. Oh, dude, that's still, that's still you and Rich Keefe discussing your Twitter clapback mannerisms may be one of the five funniest laughs I've ever had in radio. And I've been doing this for a long time, far too long for my liking. All right. He's at Jumbo Hard. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Go ahead and uh, let us know what you guys think the too early wins total will be for the Patriots. But more importantly, your initial reactions to the first Mayo Monday, the new coach. What do you think about what he's? what he laid out, what he's all about, what he's holding on to from the past, and what we have to look forward to in the future. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.